0: 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis show on 660
1: AM. The Answer. All right everybody, hour number 2. Come on in. It is Thursday morning, January 25th, 2024. Glad you are here. So a couple of things that I have to put before you. I got questions. I got questions. Questions a plenty and your answers can come to me in a variety of ways. Uh you call you place where we actually talk about stuff. We love that. 866-660 5759 or if you'd rather just uh, fire off a couple of lines via text, we dig that too. Read them on the fly. And that's the Patriot Mobile Text Line, which is the same number, 866-660-5759. Um, two enormous overarching stories, and that is the Nikki problem. Is it a problem? What do you want done about that? And what are your thoughts as the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott? tells the President of the United States to pound sand in a heroic, sublime, magnificent statement that we, in our sovereignty as a state, have the right to defend ourselves against an invasion. And if we didn't just make this up, we constitutionally do. Ah, that pesky constitution. The thing that you would think, you know, if I'm constitutionally inept, that's not good for the show. If you are constitutionally illiterate, I can help you. If the Supreme Court has constitutional learning gaps, that's really bad. It was one of those that got us uh, 50 years of baby killing, Roe v. Wade, was unconstitutional. It wasn't just a moral outrage. It was a, again, morality is left to us to figure out objectively, subjectively, however we choose to do so. But uh, the Constitution is purely objective and says what it says. And it doesn't say that there's a right to abortion. And the court in 1973 said, Bob, yeah, it does. And we, it took us half a flipping century to undo that offense to the Constitution. This is a constitutional moment. It is a political moment. It is a national security moment. Um, Could be a campaign moment uh, for a lot of people. It would be a really good idea for any because I know. I mean, clearly President Trump is on board with this. It would be really good for him to say so today. Would be good. And as I said last hour, maybe somebody can stop fawning over Nikki Haley and the press crew and uh, say, "Hey, um, Nikki, what do you think of uh, of Governor Abbott?" standing up to the unconstitutional acts of the federal government. but Supreme Court, Supreme Court, Supreme Court, Supreme Court, Supreme Court, Supreme Court. Court, Court." Yep, Supreme Court's wrong. And as the old saying goes, they've reached this ruling, now let them enforce it. There is no enforcement arm of the Supreme Court. This is a rogue decision. The Constitution says what it says. And in Governor Abbott's... uh, magnificent letter, which I have on Twitter. You can take a look at it. It is there. The framers included Article 4, Section 4, which promises that the federal government, quote, shall protect each state against invasion. Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, the states have a sovereign interest in protecting their borders. The lawlessness of the Biden White House has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, and then Governor Abbott standing up for it has triggered the left. Governors from all over, Ron DeSantis, Brian Kemp, Christy Nome, Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, I stand with Greg Abbott, as should you, as should we all. And so it'll be interesting to see who doesn't. And then there's old Beto trying to find relevance in his life saying, oh, uh, Biden ought to call out the National Guard. Well, the thing about 1957 and Governor Orville Faubus is it was the governor who was breaking the law. Now it is the president who is doing so. It is our governor. It is our state that is standing up for the enforcement of the law. So your thoughts, please. 866-660-5759. The Nikki problem, one of two things is true. Well, actually, uh, that's not true, but but multiple things are true, okay? This is not binary. This is on parallel tracks. So which track uh, do you want to roll your train down? Uh, One track says that her continued campaigning is deleterious to our interests in November. We are wasting time. We're wasting money. We're going to need every single one of the 300 and some days between now and November uh, to beat Joe Biden. And we are spinning our wheels, wasting time, uh, wasting money. The time is now. We we are clearly going to have a bit of a chore in front of us to, um, to attracting everybody to the inviolable fact that there's only one person that can prevent four more stinking years of Biden or whoever the Democrats cough up against us. And that person's name is Donald Trump. You can like that, you cannot like that, but you cannot deny that. So as such, it is a time to choose. It is a time for clarity. And it would be nice if we could begin that clarity mission eh, today. Rather than sitting here and and futzing around uh, in, in, in the rest of January and February, working our way so she can get drilled in her own state in South Carolina, just under a month from now and just get absolutely humiliated on Super Tuesday in multiple states, then maybe like, oh, maybe all those people were right so many weeks ago. That's where we're headed. There is no path for her. And if, if, if you're, and I don't want to say if you're dumb enough, if somebody who analyzes things for a living is dumb enough, ah, there we go. <laughs> I don't expect you to be astute about everything. That's why I'm here. You have a job and kids to raise and things to do, and I get it. So just if, if you've looked at this and said, uh, Mark, uh, she got like 20-something in Iowa. Uh, she got like 40 or something in New Hampshire. That's progress. She's uh, she's on a roll. Uh, no. New Hampshire was an outlier. New Hampshire is unique, literally unique. Unique means there's only one. Doesn't mean uncommon, doesn't mean rare. Oh, this one's more unique than that one. Eh. Unique means singular. There's only one. One, and by that I mean New Hampshire being a small. Uh, very heavily college-educated, and how sad is it that that's a bad thing, very heavily secularized state, it is a haven for pockets of Nikki Haley Republicans, which is an almost oxymoron, and the independents and Democrats, tons of Democrats who crossed over to help her just to put a shiv in Trump's ribs. Without that, if it was really a Republican primary, a closed Republican primary, which they should all... B, by the way, Democrats should have the same, primaries are where the party faithful, or those who are testing the waters of party uh, allegiance, uh, gather to see who their standard bearers ought to be. The mischief of crossing over is not helpful. And so, uh, by the way, when we go to our polls of early voting Feb 20, actual election March 5th, uh, one of the uh, resolutions placed before us in the Republican primary will be about closing the primaries. Vote yes on that, because the Nikki Haley memo uh, that came out after New Hampshire said, "Oh, we got a farm out now. Got across America. Got states like uh, Texas that allowed Democrats to vote in the Republican primary. Well, that needs fixing. She does not have." anything remotely resembling a sufficient base in the Republican Party to be our nominee. That's not said because I don't like her or because I do or whatever my feelings are about Nikki Haley. It is a simple fact. As such, her continued candidacy is either an annoyance, which it is to me, which it certainly is to Trump, or uh, a, a de facto obstacle to Republican success in November. It is, is it, has it become the exercise in self absorption at this point that Chris Christie's campaign always was? See, it's funny. There is a difference. Chris Christie's campaign was all about Trump hatred. Oh, it didn't exist but for Trump hatred. I don't think she hates him, not, not at all. She will tell you that she voted for him twice and, and, and won't say, oh, how wrong I was, like Christie will. She will talk about how proud she was to serve in his administration as UN ambassador, where she did a great job. But her point is, his time is past. only I can win, I'm just better than he is. Which, by the way, are things that are, are plausible for her to say, until the voters overwhelmingly say they disagree. They have done so sufficiently that there is no plausible path forward for her. What do we do about the Nikki problem? And what is your view on Governor Abbott telling President Biden to pound sand? And what are your thoughts on both of these at 866 660 Coming up, 835, Congressman Roger Williams joins us. Is there something Congress can do to bolster states like Texas as they go toe-to-toe with a, a lawless federal government? On Border Protection, we'll ask him. But I'm asking you some stuff right now. So you first, 866-660-5759. Mark Davis, 820 on 660 AM. He answered.
2: Clap for
1: the Wolfman. reach your record high. Guess who from 1971 and Clap for the Wolfman. Clap for the wolf Born Robert Weston Smith. 86 years ago, a couple of days ago, January 21, to end with the Wolfman's birthday, baby. I cannot do that for very long, it'll kill the show. He I don't know how he did so it. His quote was, couple of the shots of whiskey helps, and I got that nice raspy sound, baby. For the it's an American graffiti, too. Happy birthday, A couple of days late, Wolfman Jack. Okay, 866-660-5759. We are in McKinney. JD, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you? The
2: wind has changed direction, and I have to leave. Won't you please excuse my frankness, but it's Get it? not my cup of tea.
1: Anybody on top of things here? It's a little arcane.
2: Oh. The earliest
1: Elton John hits, border song. Ah, There you go. There you go. How many times can I play the Eagles on the border? I mean, there's only so much material. All right. Musical intros aside, let us intro Congressman Roger Williams, 25th District of Texas. It, it It is a time of clarity. It is a time where we're seeing the governor's lineup behind Governor Abbott. Again, just to take things in order here, Here's what happened. Uh, we, we elect Joe Biden and the borders go open because that's what Biden and the Democrats want. In Texas, we have a desire to actually protect our state against both waves of illegal immigrants and a willfully negligent federal government. So Governor Abbott says we're going to send state law enforcement. We're going to send a Texas Guard. We're going to send DPS down there to help secure the border because Lord knows Biden won't do it. And then the idea, and we've had the, the, those floating orange boys in the water, and the Biden folks came out of that, tried to get the courts to help them. Razor wire, the the state took over a park in Eagle Pass where the feds were just using it as a travel agency. Boom, come on in, boom, come on in, boom, come on in. Here's your cell phone, here's some cash, a blanket, uh, you know, airline tickets to wherever you want to go, and we're saying no. We're just, we're simply saying no to this kind of willful negligence. Then the Biden White House gets it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court uh, rules with the libs, thank you John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett, that they can come snip the razor wire. The officers themselves don't want to cut the razor wire. They know what's going on. And the last thing this morning, the news this morning since we last spoke, Governor Abbott with a pronouncement that he will not be cowed into submission by a rogue court or a lawless president. Into that breach, we ask: Okay, what might Congress want to do about that? Pardon the long intro, Congressman Roger Williams. How'd I do with a setup? Did I tell the story correctly?
3: It was perfect. I would say. Does anybody have any questions?
1: <laughs> well, we're done here. Thank. You. I've got some for you. You've got ideas on where on how we might bolster some laws so that we don't. Uh, obviously, the main solution is get Democrats out of the White House and out of the Senate majority as quickly as possible. But what uh, as a con- as a Member of Congress, what strikes you?
3: Well, I think, you know, it's a shame we have to even go this far because, uh, you know, the Constitution says that you you defend your borders. I mean, but that's not happening, and we see it every day. So yesterday or two days ago, we announced a new uh, uh, bill that I have filed. We're getting unbelievable support from it called the STOP Act, which basically authorizes Texas to build a border wall, provide protections, more people, whatever it takes to defend ourselves. And that Texas will be will be reimbursed by the federal government. And it makes it a federal law that we have the right to secure our border. I mean, and uh, the way this thing is now, we're kind of going it alone. I think Governor Abbott's doing a great job. He's making the right moves. But from a congressional standpoint, we need to pass legislation that makes a federal law. If Texas has to spend all this money, federal government's got to pay us back.
1: So it, the, the, it does two things that I know. First, it, it's an official legislative assertion of Texas' right to do this, as if the words in the Constitution are not enough. But guess what? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes you got to make a point two, three, four, five times. The reimbursement thing is kind of interesting because I, I was wondering uh, when Governor Abbott stepped up and, and the legislature seemed in the mood to do so, I said, look, there's good news, bad news here. The good news is we are on the right side of this. The bad news is why in the world are we spending Texas taxpayers Money on something that is the federal government's responsibility.
3: Well, there's no question. I mean, we're spending our money, taxpayers' money, just like you say, to defend the border, which is a, which is the, uh, the the duty of the federal government. Uh, that money could and should be put in everything from infrastructure to schools, you name it. But here we are uh, having to fight our own our own government that we pay taxes to to defend our borders from uh, from a lot of bad situation that we see. You know, we were talking about fentanyl the other day, what what it's doing to it to To our kids and all these people over here illegally, uh, as uh, is just not good. And when they decide to make their first uh, move in the United States to break the law, that's where we have a problem.
1: I always love the acronyms that we know. The Stop Act, STOP, stands for the State of Texas Operational Protections Act. But would it not stand up for Arizona or even California's right to do the same thing?
3: Well, it will. In my office, uh, I've heard this morning is already getting calls from all over the country. People calling their congressmen to make sure that uh, they do the same thing and get their state in a situation where they can be reimbursed what the federal government needs to be doing. So it's getting a lot of traction. It's very simple, Mark. I mean, the bottom line is we're paying for things the federal government should be. So when you pay for something that somebody owes you, they pay you back. It's a natural thing.
1: When we have the razor wire, we have the orange boys floating in the Rio Grande, uh, it, it, there's been obviously plenty of talk of Governor Abbott and the love of, of Texas building our own wall. Uh, how does that work and what would we need to do? What's what's the difference between the state building wall and the Fed's building wall? Would it go in exactly the same place? Do we have to – what what would we have to do to build our own wall? Well, we,
3: know the, we know the wall works, right? And uh, and where the wall was, it worked. So, you know, if the state builds the wall uh, and it gets reimbursement, uh, they may – choose to a better spot. I don't know. But uh, the fact of the matter is we build the wall. We pay for the wall. We build federal government. They pay us back.
1: When we do that and, and when, well, first of all, any idea of how much, how much money we're talking about?
3: You know, I have no idea, but we know it's very, very expensive. And, you know, early on, we spent millions and millions of dollars of Texas, uh, Texas money to get the wall started. So, uh, it, But I will tell you this, uh, there's still a lot of the wall in inventories actually in my district, uh, that uh, have been built, ready to be used. uh, And the federal government, the Biden administration has actually called the people to to build the wall and asked them to destroy it. And they would pay them to destroy the wall. And the people that own the the facility said, no, we're not going to do that. So there's wall in inventory that has been paid for, I would think, that we could begin to use.
1: Congressman Roger Williams is here, 25th District of Texas. You were one of the earliest members of the House, uh, the Texas House the Republican delegation, uh, to endorse President Trump. It is going very well for him. What would have been your this first time we've talked since Iowa and New Hampshire? Everybody gets to vote for whomever they wish to vote for. Isn't this thing over? And should Nikki Haley get out today?
3: Well, I believe it is over. The process has worked. I mean, look at Iowa, the first state. He get What was it? 58 out of 59 counties he won. Uh, he wins New Hampton, mm-hmm. winning and uh, yeah, winning in South Carolina, her home state. I do believe it's time for her to step back and uh, get behind uh, the former President Bush, who's going to be our next president. And Trump, former forward. President Trump. <laughs> it's <mean, I'm,
1: laughs> easy.
3: Trump. Hey, you and
1: I flash back to hanging out together in rooms in two thousand, two thousand two.
3: <laughs> <go>. But <laughs> she needs to get down. She needs to support uh, former President Trump and the next president of the United States, and get on with it because. <laughs> It's over. I mean, the numbers show that. So I would hope she'd do it.
1: It's. Let me put before you the thing that callers and I and Mike Gallagher and I are going back and forth. It, we're all kind of amped up here. We we have uh, we we really eager to coalesce and unite and start you know aiming all of our fire, metaphorically speaking, at uh, at Joe Biden. Uh, the Haley voters, whatever sliver of Republicanism they are, we will need them to help beat Biden. So, is it uh, d- d- how do we balance our assertiveness and saying, "Guys, pull your heads out, get over yourselves, you know, read the writing on the wall, look at the tea leaves, please"? Versus not being so uh, caustic toward them that we can't win them back.
3: Yeah, no, we should not be caustic. I mean, they're 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 conservatives. We know we have conservatives, in different form of fashion. But the bottom line is, we if you go back to the Trump policy, it's, it's, it's some of the best we've ever had. Policy works. We're not dealing with personalities here. So I would appeal to them to go back to what the Trump policy was. We look forward to it. Uh, join the team. Talk talk to the team. If they got a better idea, let's talk about it. But we need to be one. You know, that's the one thing the Democrats do. They'll argue and argue. They will come out of the room uh, in, in, a, in a solid form. We need to do the same thing because, look at Mark. Uh, the issues are on our side. Everybody wants lower taxes. They want less government. They want to cut spending. They want to defend borders. Uh, they want to—they want to ha- be behind Israel. All these things that Trump will lead us back to where we need to be and turn the government back to the people. Let the people work it.
1: The 25th District of Texas extends from all the way just south of Fort Worth, all the way down to the western burbs of Austin. And Roger Williams has served it well on Twitter at Rep R Williams, and the Williams.House.gov congressional website. Always a pleasure, sir. Best to you, your wife, your family, everybody. I know we'll be talking soon. Thanks so much.
3: Thank you, Mark. God bless.
1: God bless. Congressman Roger Williams, Mark Davis back on the phones with you next. fifty two 866 660 Mark Davis, let us uh, hit the phones with you. We are in Fort Worth. Richard, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you, sir?
3: Uh, doing very good. How hey. good, good, thank you. I was thinking on the stop apps, if it's not carefully worded and narrowly allowed,
2: you're going to have people, states declaring things that are not truly
3: border security, just so they can get the money. You're going to have states like maybe Kansas declaring that they've got border crossing problems.
1: And okay, interesting. Um, uh, Kansas does have a border crossing problem. Every every state is a border state. We say that kind of um, not metaphor. What well, we say, I guess it's metaphorically. We say it broadly and conceptually. Would the Stop Act? Uh, enable a state to seek federal reimbursement for the costs to their state of waves of illegal immigration. Um, is it bad if it does? I have a feeling in Roger's bill, and I'll read it, it, it. It's very specifically about tangible things that your state does, like building a wall and doing stuff like that, that you then build a the government for. But I have a feeling a state like Kansas could say, look, we have had to provide X number of dollars of services to illegals because of our open borders, and we need reimbursement for that. I may not think that's a bad thing.
3: Uh, As long as it's not set up so that they can, uh, somebody can, some governor can hire his brother-in-law to,
1: well, you know, <laughs> exactly. I had to hire my brother for a million dollars a year in order to make sure. Yeah, good, good, good point. I, I should always be open to the way in which the best intentioned bills can be misused. Thank you, sir. We're in Irving. John. Hey, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you?
2: Hey, Mr. Davis, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Hey, hey um, you know, what I think about with Nikki Haley, I'm thinking President Trump, is facing 91 felonies mm-hmm. in four separate criminal trials, mm-hmm. and I gotta think that he's gonna get convicted of at least one. Why odds?
1: Why? I mean, just where there's smoke, there's fire. And I mean,
2: 91 counts. Yep, and they were, all they all were passed through grand
1: juries. Yes, and the, and, the, and the go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay,
2: and I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm talking odds. I'm not making predictions. Yeah. But I'm thinking you have to have, like, a backup candidate um just in case, before the convention. No, and I think that's what Haley, that's why Haley is hanging around.
1: I don't believe that for a minute. I think it's pure self-absorption. It is a fever dream by elitists and globalists and centrist squishes. There is no way he'd get convicted before the conventions. The conventions are the convention, are the Republican convention, is in July. Right, no, no, con- up, 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 up. no, con- no, up, no, 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 stop it. it. I'll be done in five seconds. No, well, uh, dude, dude, I'm really working with you here. No convention uh, will happen before July. Go ahead. Your turn.
2: Okay. Well, no, that that's, that's true. Yes. Thank you. But I think, I think, God, you know, if it's
1: Biden v. Trump, I'm going to go. I'm going to not vote. I'm just going to go have a hobby. So, a Bi- I, so <laughs> OK, well, then now we're getting now we're getting to the point. Uh, you're not a conservative, which is f- fine. It's OK. You don't have to be. So a Biden. Pre- right, a Bi- well,
2: I guess I'm not. Well, no, ex-
1: thank you. I'm glad to provide clarity. So a Biden presidency. And then have- so, oh, for crying out loud, we can't talk at the same time. Got a question. Oh, the Bi- it's okay, OK. It's OK. I love you. The Biden presidency right. has been OK with you. You've enjoyed it.
2: No, I just don't see. Then, I, I, I just, I, I just think we need to have a good alternative. Okay,
1: well, we do have a good alternative. His name is Donald Trump. <laughs> and and if it, if it's not your favorite alternative, okay, I get that Very too. Close but to if it, my- if, oh, for, I just for the audience, I can't do this, dude. For the audience, I can't do this. Last shot. It,
2: I think you got to have Haley as a backup. I think
1: you love her. You prefer her to Trump, and that's what it's about. So just please be honest with me. OK, because if it is indeed Biden versus Trump, if you can't you know pull your head out and realize that Trump's the only guy who can stop Biden, then the Biden administration's been OK with you. Just be honest with me.
2: Well, the polls show that Biden would beat him in a general. No, I don't no.
1: Know. I know. Have, have you read a paper in the last seven months or open a website? No, mm-hmm. I just read one today. Well, they, you know, wait, like the, the polls are s- showing that, that Biden has
2: a better chance against Trump than he would Haley.
1: Uh, oh, haha ha. Careful. But they both beat him. But they both beat him. So for Republicans... What we have here, and I dealt with this in sort of in the DeSantis, uh, uh, the, the waning days of his, would DeSantis have a tiny statistical possibility of maybe being easier to beat Biden? Maybe. But Republican voters said, you know what we want, what we actively want, we want a real conservative who, oh, by the way, can also deliver a massive gut punch to this corrupt uh, establishment that is trying to bring him down. That that may not be what you want, you and think that's okay. He
2: had ninety-one not guilty verdicts in right. four separate trials. I think
1: every single one of these cases is BS. Every single one of them. If one of them happens to sneak through, no problem. No problem. We'll we'll will vote for him anyway. I know I will because it's because the, because the country is worth it i appreciate you i really do and there you you have people who agree with you and i'm always glad to hear them 858 mark davis 660 am three star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence
0: agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells <laughs>